Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Working with God by Gardner Hunting, published in 1934. It is almost funny sometimes how we get ourselves all primed with good intentions to love and trust, to give out what we want to get back. To do unto others what we want them to do unto us. And then the minute we find some trouble bombing up in an unexpected way, we get all upset and confused and scared, and grasp at the first thing that suggests itself for getting even, for getting our own way, for avoiding humiliation, for saving face. It would be funny if it weren't so tragic. How we do despair at our failures when we ought to laugh at ourselves. It seems sometimes that when troubles face us, our first impulse is to fight, resist, snarl, scratch, bite, strike, crush. We find it hard to understand why things have turned out the way they have. We grow desperate with a sense of our own uncontrollable emotions, our ingrained weaknesses, our wretched inconsistencies. If you are like me, or rather if I am like you, which I am inclined to believe I am, we both often wish that we could find some idea to cling to, some phrase that we could repeat some reminder of our principles that we could use in all occasions when trouble appears and that would start us off just right in dealing with it, some formula or recipe for immediate first aid that we might act upon until we had time to think, until we could bring up our reserves of experience and conviction and seasoned wisdom. Sometimes I think that this is what everybody wants most, a formula, a brief rule, 
for first aid when facing life's problems. Well, I have found one that helps me. Maybe it will help you. It is, don't hurry, wait. That haste makes waste is an old aphorism. It's often said that a person who says or does unkind, mean or cruel things on the spur of the moment, without malice afterwards, is that they are hasty. Hasty words, hasty acts, make trouble. Why? Because they are usually said or done without reference to the spirit within, in disregard of the still small voice of conscience. Of course, there are impulsive words and deeds that are good. There are instantaneous responses to unexpected situations that are exactly right. There are sound decisions that lose nothing by being swift. But these are quite different from things that are done in a hurry. And rare indeed is the case in which it would not have been better to wait until we knew what was right. Some wise person once said that nothing is ever lost by patience, but we do know that much is often lost by rush. To rush is to be rash. As a matter of fact, it is a hurry that causes most accidents. It is hurry that causes most disagreements. It causes most misunderstandings. It causes most disappointments. Hurry distracts mind from clear thinking. It drowns out the voice. Hurry rhymes with worry and belongs in the same category. We say of a person who hurries and worries that they get all hot and bothered. And they do. And that is usually about all they get, unless they get into a mess. But think about it. People who do really great things never hurry. Nobody who writes a great book ever hurries. The great surgeon never hurries. The pilot of a great ship never hurries. The effective public speaker never hurries. Hurry never made a friend. It defeats the lover. Hurry never builds safely. It destroys accuracy in the hand. It ruins judgment. It slurs action. Hurry is what causes heart failures and nervous breakdowns. It overlooks the important things and sees only the trifles. Hurry does nothing but defeat or delay you in all sorts of things, all the way from shaving or dressing to closing the big deal, or accomplishing the great result, or giving the great performance or creating the great work. Don't hurry. Wait. What shall we wait for? Well, in the 42nd Psalm we find, quote, Wait. Wait for God. And not satisfied with saying it once, the writer repeats it. Wait. Wait for God. And then in the 43rd Psalm, the writer says it once again. Wait. Wait for God. Well, why should I not wait for God? God is the only power that will ever give me what I want. And what the divine gives is worth waiting for, isn't it? Why hurry? 
even when some other driver tries to steal the right of way from you? Why hurry when somebody says something disagreeable to you? Why hurry when an obstacle looms in your path? Why hurry to do something your inner voice has not suggested or approved? Hurry picks green apples, trips over the rug, breaks the point of the pencil. Hurry runs the bow to ground, breaks the dish, burns the finger, leaves something out of the recipe, spills the milk, wastes the gas, drives past the address, bangs the shin, dents the fender, burns out the fuse, offends others, hurts their feelings, rushes in where angels fear to tread. God, however, never hurries. Nobody knows how long the universe has been in building. God seems to take eternity as the basis for deliberation. And so, being God's child in the midst of your own eternal life, why should you not be deliberate? That's not to say, of course, that God never moves swiftly. The Creator turns the earth at the rate of a thousand miles an hour, sends it through space at many times that speed, sends sunlight traveling 186,000 miles a second. What do I know about speed? Well, there is one department in my life where I know speed. I think swiftly. I cannot help thinking swiftly. My thought is the swiftest thing I know anything about. It is swifter than light. I can travel to the outermost frontier of the universe and back. Millions of millions of miles. In less time than it takes light to travel a mere 186,000 miles. Why am I in such a hurry to act? when I can think so quickly. But what is thought anyway? Okay, I'll tell you. Thought is the creative power in you, which is the God within you. Pure thought, that is. Unclouded, unobscured by fear. Hurry is always the expression of fear. Fear that we shall be late. Fear that we shall miss something. Fear that we shall be defeated or humiliated. It befogs thought. That is why it is thoroughly destructive. Hurry will not wait for thought, the creative power of God in you. It is afraid God will be too slow in taking care of our interests, in defending us, in saving us from danger or from shame. Hurry is a mad impulse to beat the speed of light, the speed of thought, with physical action. Hurrying is like trying to pull a train with a tortoise, like trying to deliver a radio message in a wheelbarrow. Hurry is the slowest way of doing anything. It is the worst way in the world to deal with an emergency, which is another name for what we commonly call trouble. To hurry is to blindfold the eyes to vision and shut the ears to the still small voice within you. To wait is to listen, to think. You can think millions and millions of miles, 
across the world and back, and across the universe and back, and straight through to God, all in the time it takes you to step on the accelerator, or utter the curse, or strike the blow. Why not step on the brake, shut the lips, and withhold your hand instead? But somebody has said, they who hesitate are lost. And somebody else claims that opportunity knocks but once. Lies, both of them. They who hesitate in the sense of waiting for God are wise. Opportunity knocks continually, forever. They who hesitate to wait for God are the ones who are lost. Opportunity to hear the still small voice within you is opportunity. Hurry, however, is delay, always serious, and sometimes terrible. To wait is to appeal to speed, to the speediest thing we know, creative thought, God. Just think how God waits for you and for me. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.